Hello again, everybody. This is Jason Powers on a crisp night. Taking a walk. I'm going to see how far I can go before I... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Just need to get out of the house for a while. I've become more nocturnal over the last uh, well, few years. Um, I spent a lot of years working overnight. Um, actually, I guess I have adjusted to the role of always working it in the dark of night. So it's currently almost three o'clock in the morning. And I wish I could go back and uh, work those uh, jobs, um, in particular the I delivered papers for about, oh, six and a half years. Those are actually, even with all the crap that I dealt with, those are actually good days. And by crap, I mean, you know, car trouble. <laughs> a funny story. Uh, one night, uh, well, the best car I ever had on this route was a... Uh, 1991 uh, Toyota Corolla and I uh, had a fuel line problem and a fuel tank it, it, it gave way in the middle of do, delivering papers one night and uh, it's had a fuel leak I mean I was leaking it pretty significantly I mean I had to go to the gas station luckily there was a gas station on my route kind of sort of had to stop by there twice to put gas in the vehicle just to complete the route. Tells you how crazy it was. And that was the end of that car. I bought it for 400 bucks and I drove it for, uh, with, uh, it started with 225,000 miles and I wound up getting, well, the uh, odometer broke at uh, like 316. So, and that was a few months before this finally gave way. So probably about 100,000 miles out of a $400 car. So probably the best vehicle I've ever driven. Tight as a drum when it comes to oil. Didn't leak. Didn't use oil. Like I said, what gave way wasn't uh, the engine. Everything else fell apart. Like the door pa door panels, uh, locks, uh, uh <clears throat> what do you call it? Uh, uh, windows rolling down, stuff like that. Those were okay, I guess. Had other vehicle where the front windows didn't roll down at all because of an electrical issue. And there was a cheap beat-up car. So, yeah. Even with all the hassles and, and uh, craziness I dealt with during that time, those looking back, those were good days compared to where we're at now. I was uh, commenting earlier than today, someone was talking about time and what to do. And it's like, I wish I had a time machine. I could go back to 1985. Uh, yeah, I would have been only 13, but even during that time frame, it was, those were good, the best days of your life. Um, compared to, and I'm not trying to be depressive to everybody that will listen to this. It's just that, uh, you know, <laughs> I think we can all feel that, uh, 
I don't know, a certain amount of urgency to get things accomplished or to, um, you know, get your affairs uh, worked out, at least in my case I do. <clears throat> I hate to say it that way, it's just things aren't going too well and uh, I know this. I haven't really del delved into it too deeply. Uh, when I have, I mean, you know, just, uh, it's just like everything else. I was hoping to, uh, somehow, uh, launch this into a more productive part of my life. And, uh, that didn't take place. <laughs> and, uh, when I say productive, I, I thought there'd be something that would come, come through and I wouldn't have such, uh, such things coming but other people have dealt with this stuff too so i'm just trying to keep my head on straight i made a lot of bad decisions last couple years but <laughs> by far not the worst one in the in the world right now for that uh, considering what's uh hand uh i need to follow up on this uh one broadcast with Martin Armstrong. He was talking about he, he's never seen such a group of lackluster leadership leaders. And he's right. And there's a reason for that because that's the way that we're supposed to be. In order to control, in order to have good control of the world, you don't want people that actually think for themselves, even at the leadership level. You want somebody who will carry out absolutely insane ideas including uh, medical professionals who are just divorced of any care or a wit of care for the human soul doesn't seem like I mean they put on a good they put on a good show for people but whew, come to find out a lot of these people are just sick to the hundredth power um, <clears throat> anyway, that isn't the point of this broadcast, I guess. Uh, I, what is the point? <laughs> uh, at this point, you know, I guess, like I said, if we were going, this, I was going to name this cast uh, 11 Years a Slave, I guess because uh, this was the, well, it's been 11 years since I moved to West Lafayette, Indiana. And when I moved here, you know, I was pretty broke, pretty close to it. Um, came down here after my mom's uh, passing in June of 2011. And, um, had a little, I managed to come back here to go to school, believe it or not. I just wanted to get away from reality. Uh, and actually, my last week of delivering papers ended in October 2011. And uh, the car I was driving was my mom's. <laughs> the car that I had, I uh, was one of the last times I, <laughs> I drove it. I blew, had blown the head gasket on the vehicle. The the vehicle was an '88 uh, Grand Marquis, big boat, uh, old. You know, it wasn't worth two. It wasn't worth two cents, but I'd used it for delivering papers and whatnot. Anywho, uh, 
so I had two vehicles and <laughs> at one point I had two vehicles I was living at a value in in Maryville Indiana paying 225 a week to live there uh, which wasn't too bad I mean that's actually you know with uh, electricity and cable and and you know the things that come along with it it's not a bad bad little deal especially when it's like a studio apartment and it was it had a little place to cook and stuff like that so all things being equal it was pretty good and given what I was making on the route I could afford it uh, irony of ironies uh, yeah there's so much craziness um, <laughs> surrounding my mom's uh, passing and debts and people I talked to um, she had a lot of you know had to deal with Social Security and Chase Manhattan or Chase JP Morgan Chase but it used to be Chase Manhattan Jesus all kinds of other things uh, large entities uh, student loan companies uh, yeah it was interesting to try to deal with them even with power of attorney how little how little respect they have for people even when you're they just assume you're lying that's where we're at in this country now is we've bifurcated truth from uh, you know we don't believe anybody you have to provide overwhelming levels of evidence and there's groups of people that go through life so caught in um, caught with an inability to process truth or information and uh, are locked into a particular viewpoint so much and even at that time I was I was so fit to be tied I was emotional about a lot of things but I was trying to think hard, long and hard about how to make things better I even there was a small part of me with her with my mom's uh, uh, sister that I wanted to improve upon but I just knew it wasn't in the cards I haven't seen my uh, my mom's last uh, I guess you could say her uh, well, it would have been her most significant relative, uh, her sister. I haven't seen my aunt and since that, since uh, it's actually uh, July, July 1st of uh, 2011 uh, was the funeral when my mom, um, it rained like hell that day. It re I mean, it really did. It poured like for two hours straight that morning. I mean, just hard, hard rain. And, um, but yeah, it's been 11 years since that time frame and when I got down here I had you know a couple thousand dollars to my name and a, a card that got repossessed three or four days after I got here uh, that was my mom's car and I had enough money to get started on school Not, and I you know applied for student loan debt just like I know a lot of people say oh my god why did you go back to school and do that it's like well you know I looked at it this way. Uh, in the long, I was still using the Keynes, the old Keynesian. Uh, uh, there was a Keynesian uh, phrase. It says, "In the long run, we're all dead." So, what does it matter if you owe? What does it matter if the, you go go out of this world broke or heavily indebted? I heard that. Uh, I had heard a long time ago that Thomas Jefferson died uh, heavily indebted for his time frame. Um, 
But, you know, he did write the Declaration of Independence and served as president. So, you know, I think he paid his debt. Certainly paid his debt to his country. The country that he, you know, formulated. And no, he didn't get everything he wanted. And no, he didn't free all the slaves. And no, he didn't solve all the problems. Jesus say, it always amazes me when I think back, you know, or look at the present and the people that could do all the all this criticism can't solve one problem not one problem they know how to criticize but they don't know how to solve anything they've never actually had to build anything from scratch in their entire life and it's hard it is lots of people have tried and failed and it's amazing to consider that there's been countless people who have who have built things and along the way they've had lots of critics and lots of people who've been put in their path who wanted to uh, hijack or sabotage or smear their uh, smear their achievements or wait until they're dead because once they're dead you can say anything about anybody you know you can you can uh, criticize them to the end of time because or until you're you're dead uh, about what they do so we all need to consider that a lot um consider what that what that really means what we should do and so you know uh i've gone through a lot of ups and downs with this uh whole situation um, the ups were I managed to um, get back into engineering, even though my uh, my skills were crap and I knew it. Didn't know right away, but I certainly did after a while, just because you know I just hadn't used them. You know, like anything else, it's like a it's like a muscle. If you don't use your brain in a certain way, you just uh, the it uh, atrophies and makes it difficult to. Uh, apply the necessary thing and of course everybody wants everything done in a robust manner and ultra fast and um, you know bosses and whatnot and that's where I I guess that's part of the reason why I left well certainly I left a day-to-day a -day job operation with uh, a company that I got paid me directly instead of through contract in uh, 2016 I uh, I made a decision in mid 2016 to uh, leave this was several months prior to actually leaving in august of 2016 i said i, I was getting to the age where at that point i'd uh, made some changes in my life and improved a little bit over a course of a short period of time and i've atrophied back thanks to this crisis that's been weighed on all of us uh, but at that time uh, i figured what the hell I'm in my mid-40s. I better, uh, if I'm going to do something for myself, I better do it now. I mean, my mom's gone. My aunt isn't in my life. There's nobody, no uh, wife going to ever knock on my door. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I know people say, oh, you know, you should just, you know, there's always someone for someone out there. Yeah, that's true. Probably it is. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know, I... And that's when I started thinking about, you know, developing a health model, 
health venture. Um, and I came up with a good, I thought a good idea. I, I came up with a good idea. It's a good idea. I think it works. I think it would work. But like anything else, unless you can get somebody to fund your idea, uh, of course, they, they say, well, if I, if, you know, you know, whether they've already thought of it or not or whether they care about it, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, I, I, I took a flyer on myself and took a few months to, and I continued to make, make my payments and do all the things before I got back in. I went back to contracting in April of 2017. But for several months, I, you know, put this um, concept together, wrote up a nice presentation, nice uh, business plan with all the supporting documentation. It was like about 150 pages. Uh, the written part was more like 60, and the financials and whatnot were about 90 pages. Uh, 90 pages. So anyway, I uh, sent it to Steve Case at uh, Revolution in Washington D.C. He was one of those big, you know, big idea people. I figured, well, you know, former AOL, big venture. You know, I even thought about Sequoia. Believe it or not, I was still uh, far enough. What I, I wasn't necessarily left, but I was certainly. Wasn't thinking that these people, I thought people, you know, that are in these these things were looking to solve problems, but they're not out there solving problems. They're out there to just, they want it, They want something that sounds sexy. They're not down to, they're not earthy or practical. They're all far out there, you know, the 23andMe's and genetic, genomic, epigenetics, gene modification, uh, AI, they, 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 they grew up watching the $6 million man, and evidently that's what they want. Well, they want that, but they want it, to get, want it fast, and they want it to work perfectly. And they want somebody to do all the work, and they'll just, you know, uh, but they'll definitely provide capital to something like that because they want it to look good. They want something that will build, burnish their own um, egos instead of trying to help somebody along. And, you know, I put together a presentation with it, the whole nine yards. I didn't get any response on it. And the only reason why I'm going down this road, because, you know, I was still, I was, you know, I was trying to get out of the slave mentality, you know, that I could, I can't, you know, the idea that I have to show up and just work at the same place and do the same things for the same people um, and not be independent enough to just, just strike out on my own. I've always had an itch for an entrepreneurship. But I've never had the the people skills or the or the money or or maybe even the great idea or, or whatever else um, the ingenuity um, or the I don't know I guess you could say the mental capacity I you know I have to I have to admit that uh, you know you can't always say that you have something when you don't so anyways you know over this course of time you know. I got so close, I thought, to finally, you know, settling into a, at least a way to take time. And then when I take time to decompress, because I need that. I found out that uh, I need either decompression time from people or I just need to do something where I don't have to involve people. It's really weird. I mean, it, it's not that I don't like people. It's just... I. I could probably do without most of them. <laughs> and by that, I mean, I just... <sighs> you're difficult. You're just... It, it, it's it's just the... 
you know, it, you like everything else, it's like a, a plate. You can only eat so much of it, and then you got to push it away and uh, have time to decompress. That's why I went into, that's why I like writing and journalism and research. It's just, it fits better to what I am and who I am. That being said, there's no, there's no, no way to make a living on that. There just isn't. I wish the paper business wasn't so effed up. I wish we didn't have all this technology that's supposedly so wonderful, but yet is so uh, is now being turned against all of us as a as a humanity. See, I do I do support people having freedom and liberty to do whatever they want and choose whatever you know. Uh, have the fluidity to do that. There, there's something beautiful with that because great ideas coalesce and, and can happen that way. And even people that are supposedly all these, you know, supposedly great founders and stuff, they're, they're difficult to get along with. They're difficult people. Um, but it takes, a, it takes a lot. It takes a different personality to even run a business on a day-to-day -day business uh, operation, day-to-day -day, uh, routine, you know. And having enough self-confidence, but you always, to have such self-confidence, you have to have, you have to be hungry, but not desperate. Um, you have to be stable, but not uh, uh, too uh, stuck. You have to have flexibility uh, to, to move along, you know. So, you know, there's a, that's where, you know, the bondages of, uh, of our reality can be helpful or hurtful, but you know it, it, it does form formulate what this reality will be for all of us. Each one of us has to walk through it in a different way, try to come up with a solution to you know our stressors and how to solve you know solve problems that aren't even hard. It, are, it even takes a while to exactly. To design what that is, or to decide what that is. Sorry, um, you know what's eating at you. And it isn't even in my case. It's probably uh, just knowing that uh, you either have to fight and go broke and go hungry, uh, or you have to work work around this evil system that they're trying to put in place and know that uh, I know there's lots of people that are hopeful for the elections to change something <laughs> I mean it would be wonderful to think that would happen but <laughs> we're I don't know I've never been a overly hopeful person I'm a real I, I, I consider myself a realist but maybe I am a on the pessimistic side I guess you know Life experiences put you that way. Um, I wish there was, uh, there's been times over the past 11 years since I got here that, you know, I've broken down um, emotionally. Uh, about a year after my mom passed, I have one of those little, every time I've done it, it's ever had that kind of, um, Failure. I think what that's what it really boils down to is just I failed myself. Um, I I have a short fuse anymore. 
I'm short with people. I just don't, uh, I can't, I can't deal with, I can't deal with their shit. <laughs> and I know what that is. I mean, I mean, I know, I know we try, but I guess it's just the fact that, uh, you can sense a certain amount of disrespect and you just want to, you, you can't say what, you know, you try to handle it, uh, best way you know how. But now we're just being disrespected by people, you know, obviously that are running our country. They disrespect our constitution, our borders, a rule of law, uh, prosecutions. They arrest, they arrest, they'll arrest a guy like uh, a couple days ago or a week ago. They'll arrest a guy who had a issue with, uh, you know, got into a, uh, some kind of verbal confrontation with a, a, a person who was all in favor of abortion, and he isn't. The charges against him, the state charges were dismissed, or there was no case filed. And the federal, our federal government, the FBI, sent sent in a bunch of bunch of thugs to harass him and his family, um, which goes to show you what, where we're at. It's going to get worse. Um, the fact that we have such malevolence in these positions means that you just can't respect your government anymore. I don't. I don't respect them. I don't respect anybody in the D.C. area whatsoever. They've failed. They've run our, they're pushing our country into bankruptcy. They refuse to take any, take any responsibility for their actions because they make the decisions. They're the ones who sign the bills they're the ones who print the money they're the ones that have been selling people the rope to hang themselves with and they have no uh and yet they'll uh they'll blame shift it onto the american people many of who don't uh never saw that coming and even when you raise in any time we raise our voice to that or voted one way or another they turned it around and made it like we're the we're, we're not giving enough power. And what's worse is we have people who work in the federal system who think they still don't get enough money. We have educators who think, oh, they, they think money is the solution to education. And it isn't. <laughs> it just isn't. Money isn't the solution to the health system. You got to actually have a health model that works to, to possibly achieve that. You got to stop trying to sell sickness. <laughs> uh, this country used to be healthy. We didn't have obesity. How can you give more money to people who have been failing you for 40 years? Or why do they deserve any of it? They just And, and they, they don't ever achieve anything except a grift. They get paid a paycheck. There's a reason. I mean, Tony Fauci gets paid $420,000 to be the worst human being on the face of the earth. And that's just what he gets paid by the government. Doesn't count all the other shit he gets on the kickback side, on the patents and royalties and all the things in between. You know, and and the thing is, is he's a low rent mil a millionaire compared to, and then you hear about AOC who who supposedly has a large assets come through. Quite amazing, you know, this poor little poor little bartender. <laughs> The only reason it, it goes to show you that, uh, you know, the people that we have uh, elevated are 
divorced of any real help. Uh, and, and, um, you know, they're not, uh, they're not good people. They're picked for a reason. They're picked, selected. She was a selected too. And I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not just, I guess I'm rambling a lot, but, uh, it just, it, it, it's, it's the kind of thing where this is, this is what ends, this is what ends, uh, countries or, or, um, you know, they always call it empires or whatnot, and we never had to, we should have never, it should have never been that way. We were never supposed to do this. We were supposed to be isolationist, but we constantly bought into the idea that we needed to go fight for somebody else. Or worse, we had to go create wars overseas to keep the military-industrial complex happy because, of course, they'll say, well, we couldn't, we can't achieve anything if we don't have any place to go test out our weapons. Uh, you know, we can't motivate people if they don't have any projects to work on. Just, it's just dumb. Just very dumb. Just very dumb. You know, you can, uh, I don't know. I guess, you just think about the amount of, sorry, the amount of wastefulness that's taken place how much, how many trillions of dollars of war and how much death and how many kids are, who died overseas, not just Americans, but everybody we've uh, killed, you know, all those people, you know, we were no, you know, James Madison set forth the, the idea of the, uh, you know, Monroe, Do or uh, Madison, Monroe Doctrine, sorry. Wrong president. So, and yet we had the inability to uh, achieve that goal. No one followed through on stuff. Just, just greedy whores that just couldn't figure out that we would have been such a the, what what would have happened in history. Granted, people will find displeasure in this, but imagine if we had developed a trade empire, so to speak, with uh, South America. If if our, our friendships and allies would have been South Americans to Europe, you would have thought that we'd have figured out that Europe was always filled with poisonous idiots who just constantly war and bicker and cause all kinds of calamity. Same way with the Chinese. Why do we ever get involved with these people? Just confounds the imagination that you had all the ability to, to create, you know, have, you know, countries and and uh, philosophies in uh, the Western Hemisphere and could have kept it that way. Instead, we, we just screwed that all up, you know, over time. I know this is just, just all over the place, but the ideas are between our history and our, our present, between our, you know, you know our uh, country's history and our own personal histories, you start seeing a lot of, uh, you know, influences. You know, they say you should just work on the things you can control. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't uh, worry about those things you can't control. But yeah, if you don't worry about the things that you can't control, like if you don't, when I say worry about them, I mean if you don't pay any attention to them, eventually you lose everything. That was what the beauty of this country was, is that we had just, 
just enough extra freedom. And we had people just sold, kept constantly trying to bondage this country, enslave it again. And they're going to get real close to it. Just because we have a bunch of numbskulls who just don't understand how, how people should be left to be free. They just don't have a concept of what that is. Or if they do, they've taken all their high fluting degrees and just infused all that communist bullshit into their, their mentality. And it shows. It really does show. Just really frustrating, I guess. That's that's where where this has all um, been about. Me ranting is uh, just I I'm trying to think for a second how we're going to ever get out of this, and how much how how much sacrifice are people willing to give, and how many of these people are you know built or capable for it but it's not just here and like i said it's around the world um let us hope that there's something that comes out of this that renews you know uh the ability to do that and to decouple from these world world organizations and finally once and for all destroy them you know we don't need a united nations let people, let countries or make their own deals on their own accord and try to do their best they can to stay out of alliances again that always lead people to war. NATO should have been abolished. Uh, the World Economic Forum needs to be, I don't know, firebombed. I don't know. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Amongst other things. These groups need to be decoupled completely. All these corporations. If you don't adhere to anytime you break the law, they should just automatically just cease to exist. And the people that didn't break the law can reconstitute it or they whatever the spoils are, they uh they should the you could just say the people at the top better better dot their eyes and you know follow the effing law, <laughs> Pfizer and all those other idiots. I know I'm just going off on a rant here, but just just inconceivable how we got to this place. But we did. And we have so many people that. Uh, need to uh, well at least certainly at the certain levels they definitely need to reassess their their uh, ethics <laughs> but of course you know that's the whole point they're not going to so I guess I'll upload from here I've had a long enough rant um uh, good night, and uh, God bless the United States. God save the world.